Hey everyone, welcome to Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. I'm back with Kirsten Moore from the Reality TV and Me podcast with a brand new logo as of this past month and a brand new lockdown order over in Australia. How you doing, Kirsty? <laughs> Look, I'm surviving. Um, it's it's a it's a little better over here than what I've heard is going on oh, for you guys. And I'm I'm thinking of all of you. I'm praying for all of you. But um, yeah, personally, you know, I'm I'm a hermit, so my life has very uh, hardly changed one iota to be quite honest well, you, you have to uh buy more toilet paper i assume are you guys having runs on toilet paper <sighs> like we did like are people going nuts about tp people are like beating each other up to get to the toilet paper they had to right. um it was it was so extreme they like in all these um, videos of you know people stealing toilet paper out of nanny's a cart as she drove by like it was just outrageous um <laughs> They started, you have to go to the supermarket, you have to go to the desk, you have to get your little, I don't know, some little ticket and you can, you're allowed to get one, uh, what is it? I don't know, not a crate, but like, which is one thing of toilet paper, like 12 bowls or whatever, Mm -hmm. one packet, there you go. And, um, yeah, you're only allowed one and they have that for a few different things. Like everyone wants tin tomatoes, everyone wants tuna. I don't know what it is for you guys, but pasta. These are the things that people want in the apocalypse. So we're only allowed a couple every time we go to the supermarket because it's it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's canned tomatoes. It's pasta. It's, um, meat has sold out everywhere. Okay. And veggies are still good. I don't know. I've been to the store in a long time. I know, right? Everyone's like, yeah, feel free to have more uh, broccoli. I'm like, I will. Thank you. It's my time to shine because I love that shit. I know. I've actually become more veggie or like vegetarian because I'm like, well, can't afford meat in these these tough times. So... Yeah, I'll just like gnaw on a on a hunk of broccoli. We're just like darning our stockings and yeah, <laughs> eating our meatless Mondays and living it up like it's World War Two. I would live it up like it's World War One. I. I don't even know because I've never been through something like this. I've only, never been through it, we, and we're all experience it for the first time. I love Renee so Brown's crazy. podcast. Have you been listening to that at all? No, I saw you post about it yesterday. Mm. Yeah, she, she talks about about this. It's so good. I mean, a lot of different podcasters have been recommending it, and I am on board with them saying, yes, listen to Brene Brown's podcast because okay. it's called Unlocking Us, and she just really – I mean, she she interviews such great people. I love her work anyway and her books and her TED Talks, and I think she's amazing. But she really cool. addresses just a lot of the real feelings going on right now without mm. making it melodramatic, and she talks about the fact that like we all need to give ourselves a break because it's a – FFT, the fucking first time for all of us. Yeah, that's so true. She's like, it's the fucking first time. She's like, who? how do we know how to homeschool people and work and not see people for months and worry about our parents mm-hmm. and this and that? And we don't even understand what this disease is. And just give yourself a break, you know? And I'm like, thank you, Brene. I will. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Because that's the thing. We just need permission sometimes just to be able to, you know, cry or laugh or panic like it's okay to listen to a podcast and have a chuckle it's okay if you have a meltdown and spend you know an hour in the bath shaving your legs like I did last night because I don't want to face the real world it's like whatever your coping mechanism is right now it's okay it's okay to not shower for much longer than is normal and use a lot of dry Mm -hmm. shampoo Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Look, wet wipes. Uh, wet wipes. You know what? We're just, it, it, I'm rationing the TP. I'm not rationing the wet wipes, even though I probably should. <laughs> all right. So it's also okay to watch Married at First Sight and still hate all of these dudes. And oh my God, a couple so much hate. Oh my God. We have so much to catch up on because finally, mm-hmm. Kirsty Moore, finally, Mindy <laughs> has had her day. Yes. I She's finally had enough. It. She's had enough. I mean, it took her long enough, and I commend oh. her for just sticking it out, I guess, although I could, I can't even believe how long she did. You, even the experts, even mm-hmm. Dr. Vivian, when she came in, was like dancing, oh. coming in with like a hat, top hat and a cane and doing a whole routine. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, I so know. Excited. Okay, but we'll get there, though. We'll get to Mindy and Zatch. But Zatch. We have a lot to cover before that. I think we should save them for last because okay. this was like the big moment. I was so happy that she finally kicked his ass to the curb. Me too. Ooh, first of all, though, before we start, um, I want to give my shout outs to our premium pink shade Patreon sponsors, Marcy S, Melinda S, Michelle F, Megan H, Deborah C. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you to everyone who's joined Patreon, who's staying on Patreon. My Pink Shade Patreon contains tons and tons of bonus material, over 70-some episodes in there if you're looking for extra things to listen to while you're on lockdown. And I have my Hey Bunky Patreon with Mary Payne, where we're doing bonus recaps and extra fun goodies and stuff every single week. And we're trying to put out even more right now during this time of like really needing things to listen to. We understand that. We do, too. And uh, Kirsty has her podcast, Reality TV and Me, where she is covering Married at First Sight Australia. And what else are you covering now? Anything else? You did Love is Blind. You did the whole season yes. of Love is Blind. Okay. I did the whole season of Love is Blind, and I actually released a um, separate podcast for that. So everything's just in one place. Um, if if there's anyone out there that hasn't watched it yet, you can go to Love is Blind and Me and um, listen to all of the episodes or just relive the experience. Um, they're also on my regular podcast, Reality TV and Me, but it's just, you know, it's a little bit easier in one place on the Love is Blind podcast. But yes, I'm covering um, Married at First Sight Australia. That's coming to a close this week. So I'll have the mm. final episode uh, toward the end of the week with Jacques, my co-host. This week I had on a girl from the last season, which was the highest rated Australian television show um, last year and much higher ratings for maths uh, last year than it is this year. This wow. year they've kind of jumped the shark a little bit and I don't know, it's all a little bit too fake. Um, look, I'm sucked in, but Jacques's not buying it at all. <laughs> so I talked to um, Melissa, now how can I say her last name? Lucarelli. I always get it wrong. Um, so she was a contestant last year and she had a lot of insight about behind the scenes and filming and yeah, just lots of really interesting ways the producers got involved or didn't get involved. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it was, it was a good listen. So that's already up on the podcast. Awesome. That's so cool that you got to interview her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So then after that, are do you know what you're going to be covering next? I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. I, but... actu- I actually don't. And okay. I keep forgetting because of the state of the world to ask my listeners for recommendations. <laughs> so I'm just going to pop in uh, over here. And hey, guys, if you've got any recommendations, please let me know. I've got a lot of ideas, but so far nothing has really um, sparked my interest. I don't know if you, if you've seen it. I'm I wanted to get into Tiger King, 
but I'm just not going to be able to do it. I watched the first, I watched the intro and I just thought, oh, I'm too, I'm too sensitive with animal stuff. I know there's tough. People have said there's no overt animal cruelty, but I I could tell just with within the first minute that I was like, oh, this is going to be my imagination's going to have a field day with this. So I know I'm I was hoping that would be the next thing, but it's I can't do it. Well, you know, a lot of us are covering it. Mary Payne and I are going to cover it over on the Hey Bunky Patreon, and I have very similar thoughts. I mean, of course, there's so much shit show element to it. There's the shit show elements are just you know, endless. And that's why everybody's just losing their minds over it. You can't even believe the absurdity of this cast of characters and of the story. You know, it's just insane. It has everything. But the animals, which are central, of course, to the heart of this thing, is very difficult for me too. And I'm going to talk about that actually on the Patreon when we cover it, especially if you've listened to the podcast, Joe Exotic. It was called Over My Dead Body. Joe Exotic was one season of that. And now they've separated it into a completely separate podcast called Joe Exotic Tiger King, or maybe just Joe Exotic. And they're releasing like just a couple episodes at a time, which is kind of bullshit. But anyway, if you listen to that, they definitely don't paint Joe in kind of the fun, goofy light that they do on the Netflix series as much. And they do get Mm. into some serious things with him on the Netflix series. They do. But they really get into it on the podcast. And I find that really difficult. Although I'm glad I'm listening. And Mary Payne and I are going to compare the podcast to the series. That's how our angle is going to be on Hey Benke. Along with recapping other fun shows. So it's not all going to be serious. But um, it's like, damn, they, they really did not show. And of course, you choose different things when it's television versus a podcast. I understand that. But they didn't show a lot of the darkness. You know, yeah, they alluded okay. to it. They alluded to it. So your gut instinct is right. Well, and you know, I just said goodbye to one of my foster cats. Oh, she got, no. He got adopted. Yay. Goliath got adopted. <laughs> the gentle giant. And he's he's happy as a clam, but I he clawed onto me like a little koala and climbed up my body. And I just thought, oh, that like that is seared into my memory for an eternity. So I, I don't and I know he's going to a happy home. So I'm just not ready for, for Tiger King. I'm not there yet, guys. This is not a good time for you to do that. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Mm-mm. There's plenty of other shit to watch on TV, on mm-hmm. Netflix, on Hulu. It's all over the place. They're dropping Killing Eve early. Which is amazing. I love Killing Eve. They're dropping the new season soon. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a genius. Love her. So there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. Okay, but right now we are wrapping up the United States version of Married at First Sight, otherwise known as the experts are assholes. (laughs) And out to ruin everyone's life. I mean, the trauma that has to come from this is, is lifelong. See, I, I, it's so funny you say that because in comparison to the Australian version, I'm like, oh, these experts are so nice <laughs> and they're actually there and they're actually partaking and they actually care about the participants, which I'm sure they don't. But the Aussie ones are just like, what have you done? Right. <laughs> what have you created? This mayhem. Right, because your version is more about like the high drama and people just like sleeping mm-hmm. with each other and being overtly just yeah, it's rejecting like each other, right? There. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. See, the dangerous thing about the U.S. version, and I think you alluded to this last time, is that 
some of them are taking it very seriously or they seem to Mm -hmm. be. And others are obviously not there for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And they also make them kind of act married for a long time, even if they hate each other. So it's like so painful to watch. I know. I mean, I... The toll it has to take on like Mindy and Mika. Exhausting. Forget it. I can't even spend an eve like if I if I go out on a date which I haven't done in a very long time because I can't handle it like I'll go out for a, a single cocktail or a coffee and I'm like sitting there counting the minutes of when it's not rude to leave so I don't know how they're living with these like you say Michael Zatch Mm-mm. oh I know kill me now it is so painful let's start with Austin and Jessica okay who continue to just be kind of like the hang dog. Well, I mean, things are going well. Mm, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, God, these two. I don't think they're in it for the long haul. I think they're trying to make each other the one. And Jessica yeah. is like blowing up the entire thing by basically being stubborn and not wanting to say I love you first. Although she finally does in a therapy appointment with one of the experts come out and say, well, I do love you, Austin. And when he doesn't say it back, everything changes. So awkward. Mm. I really hope they added some extra time, but like that pause was lengthened in the editing, but that was just super awkward. And I, and I felt (laughs) so bad for her because Dr. Vivian sort of pushed her to say it. And look, it's always nice and it's good to have your feelings out. And it was, you know, was holding her back and getting her frustrated with him. But then he's just like, oh, <laughs> like, he's like, I he was love so soup. awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, no. And you could just see her expectant face slowly fall as her hopes drifted away. But he is making her like really gross dinners. He's buying her, you know, again, (laughs) any food is okay with me. He's emptying the dishwasher. (laughs) He's changed his sleeping habits for this woman. He's really trying. He's actually trying more than she is. I agree. um, Just because she said she loves him first isn't the end all be all of their commitment Mm -hmm. level. It's just the it's just the words as well. It's yeah. similar to Katie and Derek. It's like these men are trying really hard. They may not be ready for to say the words "I love you," but that doesn't mean they're not heading in the right direction. So give a guy a chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Do you think Jessica's twin sister is kind of like in her in her head about this? Because yes. remember at the beginning, Jessica was like. You know, she got married first and she had a kid and like, I just feel like I need to play catch up. And I wonder if that is still just a constant tape rolling in her head. I do. I don't think it's her sister necessarily like saying any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I think having a twin, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. You always have heard people say it's nice. You always have a best friend there. You always have someone there. But you also always have somebody that you can be directly compared to. And if you have siblings anyway, you know, that's kind of a worry. Um, I have a brother, but we're so different. Like it's, it's just never really been something that I've directly been worried about, but I've, especially if you have sisters uh, or, you know, you're the same sex, so you're into the same things. Of course there would be competition. And I think that she, because she does really want a family and she really does want to find a husband. Um, it's not even like looking for a love of your life. She wants a husband. She wants a baby daddy. Like it's, um, it's, 
if there's more pressure of time limit on her, I can feel that biological clock ticking for her. Right. And getting married at first sight, literally marrying a stranger is not necessarily Mm -hmm. the recipe for everything to go in a traditional way. You know what I mean? I think she they're all discovering life. That. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, well, you did some shit that was not traditional. You're not going to get there. Okay, so when they go out to dinner this past week, the next issue that comes up for them is that Austin says he is going to need to travel a lot for his work. Why is this just coming up now? I'm wondering. I know. I was so shocked. Was but like, what? I think because it's only been like a month or like so. <laughs> I know. Like these are, and, and they're also kind of in that, you know, they're forced into the honeymoon period um, right away by literally leaving the wedding and going on a honeymoon. And so, you know, they were um, really kind of, you know, they were making love and, you know, having all these sexy times, even though the world's most boring people. Oh my God, sitting um, in that but, moldy ass hot tub with the crabs crawling oh, around the ground. Yeah. Nasty ass crabs. But um, yeah, but they're like, this is the first chance where they've come back to sort of the real world. We're seeing her come and go from work. We're seeing him learn how to make a bed with hospital corners. Like it's all just, they finally had a chance to take a breath and he's telling her what's, what's happening next in his life. And she's like, Oh, Oh, I forgot you had, you also had a job which she always puts down and his income, which I don't like. So I think you might be right. It might not necessarily progress yeah Um, they're not like the most dramatic couple but they're just like uh, kind of blah like it's just not there it's just not there for them it's just not there's no spark Mm -mm. there never has been I mean I'm sure there was a spark when she was initially cutting that hole in the sheet the sheet yep but (laughs) since then (laughs) it's just gone downhill since then Okay, okay. we have to talk about Taylor and Brandon because what the fuck are these two pretending? Why are they even pretending to be okay with each other? I'm sorry, but I was just so fucking furious watching this. Like, they must have got some extra little pay packet or, you know, twin tickets to the movies or something in gold class. I just, I don't know. (laughs) They're being made to hold on by a producer somewhere because this, it was just absolute bullshit. I never, I'm the one that never picks up on fakeness. I get roped in. I get suckered in every time, despite having 15 years of study in the reality TV universe. But these two, even I was like, what is happening here? It's like he even said um, in one of the episodes, I don't know if we've reviewed it or not or if it was uh, episode, what are we up to? I think it was 12. Um, he he said he didn't want to even be friends with her and now they're pretending that they're on a date. Right. What mm-hmm. are you doing? And it's like the fakest shit ever. They're giggling and kind of looking to the side like, is anyone filming this? And <laughs> they get back to the room and they're going to pretend to sleep in the same bed and he's like, oh, the dog's here. Shoot. Oh, like, you know. That- disgusting slutty dog that i can't handle it like it's a beautiful i can't handle animals being sexual beings it's one of my dog a slut (laughs) i hate that i hate humpy dogs and it's just because he's such a, a like wet blanket that he that there's no there's 
the dog's like, well, if you're not going to be the alpha male, I'm just, I'm going to put you in your place and hump your leg for a while. Right. Even the dog dominates it. Mm -hmm. Even the dog. It's so upsetting. How weird and fake was this shit too? When they came home from the super fake and awkward date where they were both like, yeah, it's nice to get to know you again. (laughs) They came back and she was like, yeah, this is the first time I wore this dress. And he's like, yeah, I like it. And he's, and she's like, well, I would appreciate it if you complimented me more because you never do. And he's like, okay, well, you know, the reason I don't is because I don't think of it, but you always look great. I'm like, did you guys write these lines? What is happening here? This is insanely bad. You, n- you need to you fight or not talk. Great. Oh, it was so upsetting. And also just the fact that she was picking a fight right away while they're already on this, you know, fake date where everything's fake going great. And then she gets home and she needs to fake start a fight. I'm like, why? Can't you just have one day in this experiment where you at least pretend to enjoy each other without picking a fight at the end of it? I don't don't know. They tried long enough at the date. I don't think they can. Yeah, it was all over by then. They absolutely they hate, hate each, each other. other. And you know what? They should. They should both hate each other because they've both done each other dirty. I think Brandon's worse than her, but that's just my personal take on it. And them even pretending to be able to be in the same room is absurd. It's absurd. Mm. It's not real. And then she goes, are you happy you got matched with me? And he goes, yes, I guess. Like a hostage situation. <laughs> like gun to the head. Are you happy you got matched with me? <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That is so, it's so bad. All right. So Derek and Katie, speaking of a hostage situation, like, is Derek (laughs) a hostage to the beginning of their- Okay. The first week of their relationship when they were at that disgusting resort, they had a ball. And ever since then, you can see in his eyes, they've gone from fun and excited to, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. What have I done? Who is this person? Because she is getting increasingly snippy and annoyed. And of course, they're getting to know each other more. That always happens. That's true of all of us. She doesn't like his open door dumps. Fine. I stand with my girl Uh. on that. (laughs) But she is so obsessed with him having never, quote, loved anyone before. And whether he's going to be able to love her. Again, they've been together like five weeks. That she's letting it sabotage every single other moment that they have. Well, what's really bothering me with her is all this dreamer stuff. Like, he's a dreamer. Well, let him be a fucking dreamer. There's nothing wrong with having dreams. In fact, I think it's an incredible, incredibly attractive, exciting quality. And I'm I'm always worried about somebody, you know, everyone has different dreams, but if – her at 25 her only dream is to get married like like uh, we were saying about jessica get married have a baby it's it's that's not a lot a whole a full life in itself you can't just get the husband get the baby and expect everything to be perfect it you know you need to have the um the love and the interest in each other and the compassion and the excitement and the joy and the sex and all like there's lots of things that come together to make a beautiful marriage work not just oh here's a man that was free today and uh here's a sperm donor and then here you go you know life made right or in her case here's a man that the experts chose and propped up there and he turned out to be this really nice guy but now i'm gonna like flip out on every level the dream Mm -hmm. thing was very strange she talked about it in therapy and said well you know 
I think it was just because I always had to be the adult in the house, even as a child. And I really didn't have those childhood years. And I could totally relate to that. I went in the opposite direction and became like a crazy dreamer, like lived in my imagination, lived in my plans. Like creativity was what saved me because I related to a lot of what she was saying about how you feel like the family caretaker. And I think you can, many things can happen as a result of that. So I did... I did appreciate her explaining how she feels that affected her. It affected Mm -hmm. her in a way where she just like sees one foot in front of the other, very black and white. She's not thinking about like dreaming of her own things in the future. So I was like, okay, that's good. That's some good personal insight, but you need to also take it a step further if you're going to actually be with this guy and appreciate those qualities about him. Like you were saying, because I think those qualities are fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and um, support your partner as well. Like that's, yeah. I just think if somebody came to me and didn't, like I have wild dreams, but I love them and I believe in them. And if uh, somebody came to me that was that I loved and was building a relationship with and told me how stupid and ridiculous my dreams were, I don't think I could ever look at them the same way again. And I, and I feel really sad for Derek. Like he has lost the light in his eyes and – just let the guy write a lovely Christmas song. Oh my God, she got so upset when they were going through his old stuff. The song, oh, that was the pictures. Ridiculous. I'm like, how old are you? He he wrote one of those poems when he was 14. Like, give a guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like who he was when he was a teenager. Okay, no, it's like neither he didn't enough. he didn't like who he was either. None of us did. Oh my God, what is that up with the this? Worst. I still am. <laughs> it, oh my God, stop. It is very but much self-sabotage on her part. Yeah. I think she's really sabotaging Maybe. it in any way possible. Because it's almost absurd the level of anger she gets to over really she benign gets things. Yeah. I wonder if, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, say it. Oh no, it's bad. But I, I was, I was just having a thought that you know maybe she was low in sugar that day. You know, they maybe it was the diabetes. I don't know. I get angry. We're not doctors. Hey, that's why I wasn't going to say it. No, it was just I get, a thought. I, I think um, what we're seeing are, I, I wouldn't say mood swings as much with her. Just a steady decline down into cynicism. You know what I mean? Okay. And she doesn't really have. You said that. She doesn't have as much reason to be cynical, though, like someone like Mika. You know, Mika Mika. and Michael. Actually, I want to pull this up again. In fact, I think I lost the post. Somebody posted on the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group page. And if you haven't come there, click in the links below in the show notes and you can send a request. And if you're a listener to the podcast, you just answer a couple questions. We'll let you write in. It's a fun place to be. And... Someone, Kristen, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your last name, Kristen, but she posted a comment, a really thoughtful commentary on Mika, and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks last week. I know you read it too, Mm -hmm. and I'll summarize it just probably not in the best way. So Kristen, I'm sorry, because I don't have it in front of me right now, but she was saying, you know, as an African-American woman watching Mika and understanding that she is vulnerable And she has this hard shell to protect herself and she's trying to be tough and trying to work through it and trying to stay the course. And she's not this closed off grumpy person. He is making her kind of keep Mm -hmm. that exterior, that hard shell up and, 
you know, I can see her vulnerability. I can see her sweetness and I can see her wanting to make the best of things. And it's interesting to see that through a cultural bias or a lens, you know, and I just, it was written so well. And again, sorry, I'm not summarizing it in its completeness, but it just made me think, yeah, you know, Mika's affect has been something that a lot of us have commented on. A lot of us have commented on the fact that Michael is like a crazy ass liar too. And he is getting crazier every single week or we're just more is being revealed about his insanity every week. But that actually made me see Mika in a different way. And I appreciated that comment because I'm like, she does have that kind of sweetness in her. Well, and you know, like we're like, I love hearing those opinions because what do we know about this situation? We're just two white bitches over here trying to figure things out. So to get a point of view, (laughs) to get a point of view that isn't, that doesn't come from our you know, a point of privilege in this situation is really fascinating for me. And it actually made me think of um, the ladies in uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta because we're always saying these women are strong and brilliant and beautiful and smart and these all of their men are mistreating them. And she was saying, uh, Kristen was saying that, that, African-American women are often raised to be these strong, independent women. And it's almost like the men haven't caught up yet. They don't know what to do with these, with these, with these incredible women. And I can see that in Michael and he's got so many of his own issues and trauma from being adopted um, that he just doesn't know what to do with her, her cutthroat honesty and strength and she's so smart and he's like he's I guess he's never had anyone to pick at his lies before like the fact she asked for, to see a pay stub and he gave her a kind of like a janky one that he's altered somehow and she has a math degree mm-hmm. so she can figure it out by looking at it and be like what well, these numbers don't add up you know I wouldn't be able to look at a pay stub and figure that out I'd be like okay great he thank didn't you even great. show her a pay stub he showed her an offer letter and he said oh. that the sum on it was actually after taxes because they worked that out beforehand. And she's like, just like all of us who know anything about this, at least mm-hmm. in the U.S., I'm not sure how it works for you guys, but you don't know what your pay is going to be after taxes because you don't know how much you're going to claim for dependency, how much your health care is going to cut. There's all kinds of things that come out of your gross paycheck. And so right. he, that number is never going to be on an offer letter, what your after taxes salary will be. And he yeah. kept arguing that over and over and over again. And she was like, that's when she hit her breaking point. Cause she's like, I can't be with a liar. I loved her tirade in the hall when she was yeah, like, like, she goes, you any of you yeah. take him. <laughs> she's like, I can't live with a liar anymore. Any of you want to be with a liar? Feel free. He's right there. He's yours. I was like, I'm dying. And oh. I'm like, she has kind of held on. I mean, she was even holding that liar's hand, trying to have like a couple's moment, you know, moments before he started yeah. yet another lie. Yeah, she's, but she has been trying. Like, granted, like uh, what Vivian said, it's not a soft place to fall. But you can imagine if you're in that situation and, you know, we've only seen so much. Imagine all of just the little lies going on behind closed doors that we don't see little things every day mm-hmm. like did you use this towel no <laughs> like right. little things like that it's just like you would go fucking insane and picking away at somebody slowly of course she was gonna snap and of course she's not gonna be a soft place to land because 
she's frustrated and so the fact she is still reaching her hand out and trying I mean Mm. look I'm not surprised she finally exploded it was a long time coming I hope that they don't actually force them to go through the motions of trying to live together for one more day after this I mean this should be a goodbye he could not stop lying and even though he admits it and talks about like where it comes from again none of this is excuses how you were brought up what happened to you you can't use that as an excuse it's only used to fill out the details of a story you know and so him explaining that doesn't make it different that he's a liar now he's still a liar now and he needs mm-hmm. to figure that shit out and it doesn't need to be with Mika she needs a different person that's what that's what i've written here i'm like he doesn't need to go on tv and get married mm-hmm. to a woman to help that get that woman to help heal his pain he needs to go to therapy i think i say this every time we talk i'm like just this person just needs to see a therapist and so often i see this that people get into relationships hoping expecting that love that a relationship that marriage means healing and really spreading out the pain you're just giving your pain to somebody else now you're both feeling it (laughs) you're absorbing theirs and eventually you're going to be quarantined together and all hell's going to break loose let me tell you from the front lines I've never been so happy to be single, babe. I'm oh like, God, I'm so jealous of you. I'm so I'm not even lonely. I'm like living the dream up in here in my full, like, king size bed, rolling around with my cats. Oh my God. I just, I wish that there were big brother cameras in everyone's houses right now because shit I is getting, shit is getting weird. I mean, real weird. You know it is. <laughs> My friend was saying people she she can't wait until um, people stop remembering what's normal to post on social media, and the influencers get really itchy and they start posting <laughs> really weird shit because they they're desperate for that attention, but they've totally forgotten what is appropriate because they don't have anyone in the outside world questioning their actions. That's so true. I think people are going to be their own Big Brother cameras. I can't wait. Oh, my God. We'll be like, why is everyone flashing their tits? Like, this is inappropriate. <laughs> or it used to be inappropriate three weeks ago. Stop Free the it. nipple, babe. Free the nipple. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about Mindy freeing the Zatch. Oh, Holy finally. shit. The moment we have been waiting for. And she wasn't even quite there until her friends gave her the extra push at lunch. Do you want to explain what happened during this friend lunch? Well, I want to say, first of all, that I was really happy. I think it was Dr. Viviana um, talking to Mindy. I don't think it was this episode. It might be the one before. About her non-negotiables. About her non-negotiables. And Mindy had the four non-negotiables. But she also... Like like you said, Viviana is even, or even the experts are just watching this situation, how toxic it is, how much Zach is not involved in the process, how much he doesn't want to be. And um, Mindy and and Viviana was saying to Mindy, you know, at some point you have to start thinking about what's good for your, I can't can't remember the exact words, but basically what's good for for Mindy rather than just what, like think about your own self-esteem um and that's the thing I don't think of Mindy as having low self-esteem but the fact she's putting herself in this toxic environment for an extended period of time when she's had nothing given back to her 
it's tough to watch. It's really hard to watch. Um, the fact what, that so what she the... even recommitted to him after she oh. found out that he was carrying on this whole conversational relationship with her bitch friend, Lindsay. Fucking Lindsay. I was like, she's going to recommit to this asshole and talk about like, okay, here's my non-negotiables. Then he still doesn't meet them. Him it and his even... stupid so acid-washed was... skinny jeans walking <laughs> around. <laughs> that hair walking around in those skinny jeans god i can't stand him so she had um move in which he didn't do yep show the texts which he didn't do right what else was there i don't remember i don't this remember really but that's like, i don't have those in my notes i just had that he didn't, he didn't meet them period he didn't meet them and look that even if he met the other two who knows what they were. That's 50%. And they're two of the biggest ones that he didn't meet. You know what? I have a theory. I think he has a girlfriend. I think that's why he's not staying over. Really? I think he has, I think he has a little gym junkie girlfriend and she's threatening to leave him. Like she wanted him to go on the show. Do I'd have no proof for any of this. I'm just, this is just what I, my feeling I get. I love I only deal in rumors here. No hard facts. I, only I rumors. So let's let's roll with it. So he has a girlfriend I think, probably I think through he the has gym. A girlfriend, most likely mm-hmm. through the gym. And you know, she's obviously ripped and blonde because naturally. Her name is and Mandy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And and um yeah, and so she pushed him to go on the show because they wanted to build the business, and she's trying to build her modeling career on the back of his. And um, and she realized they had to move in together, and she put her little foot down and said, no, Zach, no. And so that's why I don't think he's moving in because she doesn't trust him. Yeah, because Zach probably thought, you know what, I'm just going to be a huge asshole to Mindy so Mandy doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> And Minty will totally break up with me early on in the process, and I will have had my day, and it will be her who can end things with me. But do that's you not what that... happened because Mindy is so desperate and so sad, and I just want to take her and hug her. She sticks oh, with God. him through every asshole move. He's probably like, Jesus, break up with me already. Mandy's I, over here I screaming at me every so. day. I <laughs> I don't think he thinks he's being an asshole. I genuinely don't think, and that's the scariest part yeah, for me. Said I said before, and that's probably true. That is I probably true. I think he true. is just a fucking sociopath and thinks that she should be grateful to even have his company in in the slim pickings that he throws for her. I'm like, this guy, he just he's just scary to me. He he's, is when he walks in with his dog and his little like overnight bag of his t shirt okay. and his two, and they had that. Oh my god! They had that um, shot of him opening a drawer and putting one pair of socks in there. I <laughs> so sad. I was so upset. She's like, "Oh, where are the rest of your clothes?" <laughs> These are the socks oh. I'm going to wear after I stab you. Oh my! Change into god. my non-murdery clothes. Okay, These before he comes over for his sad little his sad little sleepover, turns into a breakup. 
However, before he comes over to, no, wait, no, wait, did he sleep over? And then she goes to lunch with the friends. That's what happened. Yes. So okay. he slept over in the other room. In the other room with his one little pair of socks, his one little pair of gym shorts, his bad tattoos, his acid wash skinny jeans. I fucking hate everything about him. So he slept <laughs> in that goddamn room. And then she goes to lunch or to out for smoothies with her friends who are the only sane people in her life. I love her friends. Her family is not involved. No one is involved. Her friends are there. Oh, don't you love how they, how much they hate Lindsay too now? They're like, Mm -hmm. well, it's probably Lindsay who is not going to have one single girlfriend after this. And if she does, I want to know who that girlfriend is because she has completely broken every level of girl code. They find out that Zach's big secret that he said he had on Mindy, which he confessed to her, was that her ex wanted to pick her up from the airport when they got back from their janky honeymoon, where he also told her she wasn't attractive and he didn't like her. And he was pissed that the ex was going to pick her up. But Mindy said no when the ex offered to pick her up. How did he find that out? He says it was through a mutual friend that Mindy wouldn't even know if he mentioned the name. You know, it's not important who it was. The friends at that table. I mean, it's the bloodhound gang at that table. They're like, okay, clue number one. (laughs) Zatch does not have a friend with you in common who would know this ex, etc. They're like, clue number two. Lindsay was given that information by me. Because I told her that your ex had contacted you. And they're like, Lindsay has been talking to Zach. Therefore, let the record reflect that Zach found this information out from Lindsay. And Mindy's like, finally at the point. It took that. She's like, what? I mean, I'm like, this is the thing that you're finally going to have that light bulb moment over? You know, it takes what it takes. But that's the moment where she was like, what the hell am I doing? I know. And look, I, I really love her friends and they have, I got, thank God she has them because it's a very tragic situation that she's found herself in. But man, you're right. It took, it took a lot and it took spelling it out and it took her friend saying, why the fuck did he recommit? And <laughs> everyone ripping Lindsay a new asshole right there and then, and, you know, spelling it out for her in such a way that she was like, Oh, maybe he isn't such a great guy. Yeah, you <laughs> Poor, think? hopeful Mindy. Oh, so she gets and into this the apartment. Lie. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I didn't mean to say lie. This bullshit ex- excuse about the ex wanting to pick her up from the airport, like exactly what Mindy said, why didn't you just ask her about it? Because he doesn't give a shit. He just grabbed onto some tiny piece of bullshit that he could throw back in her face to try and say salvage and make it her fault rather than him just being a total dick nut. And um, yeah, there was nothing to grab onto. <laughs> not a not a nut to grab. A dick or a nut or a dick not nut. A dick or a nut or a dick nut to grab. So she finally dumps his ass in his acid wash jeans as he sits there dead eyed. Not even really even responding to her. What a creep. I was so mad, though, that she said about the part where you, you know, you did all this to someone who basically gave you their heart. I'm like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. But she did. Oh, well, she still you know what? I told him to leave the it. key and leave. And I was like, good. That's a final move. I liked that she put that into it because it's just going to make, it makes him look so much worse for the public. Like Mm. in that moment, yeah, it makes her a bit more vulnerable, but 
I think it's true for her as well. You know, even even though anybody could tell he wasn't interested in her, except for Mindy. She's the only person in the world. She had hope in her heart and stars in her eyes and just walking around like that love eye emoji. But she couldn't see it. And look, we've all been there. But I, I, the whole world now knows and Mandy knows that, that this guy is a total, total dick nut. He is. He is a narcissist on crack. I mean, he is so, he's so dead inside. His and everyone will feel sorry for Minty. Mm-hmm. His red Jack's face can just go suck an egg. And if he's not with Mandy, the fictional gym girl who's probably not fictional, then he can go out with Lindsay. Lindsay just took a DNA test. It turns yeah. out she's 100% that bitch. bitch. And they can go right off into the sunset together. They deserve each other. Mm. Can't mm-hmm. stand him. So when Dr. Viviana comes in and Mindy updates her, I've never seen an expert so excited to see someone split up. She was like, oh, Good for you, Mindy. I'm so happy for you. And I just want you to feel confident in your decision. It was hilarious to me because I'm like, like, this is how bad Zach is. She's like, I actually, she's like, I'm trying to hide my smile. I can't contain my smile. I was like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like fist pumping. (laughs) She came in basically doing a a tap dance, a happy dance. She totally did. Like I said, she was like top hat, cape and cane. Mm -hmm. Like, na, 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 (laughs) na. Boom! Symbols, <laughs> drums, big band behind her. This is Mindy's moment. What is Mindy going to do for the rest of the season? Now? Are they going to film separately? Like, what is what are Mika and Michael going to do? They should not force Mika to deal with Michael for one more minute. And what are Taylor and Brandon going to? We can't be They're left with just Jessica and Austin. Like, what? That's not even. I write one sentence about them in my notes for the for the podcast every episode, and. It's always just boring. It's always some bullshit about, oh, we went to go see the turtles. It was fun. I love you, Austin. Like, it's some some kind of lame bullshit. Sex through a sheet. Yeah. I made you carbs. Like, it was... <laughs> she even did her three-fourths carbs, which is basically, like, all of our quarantine life right now, by the way. Honestly. Three-fourths carbs on a plate, period. I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the season is going to look like. It cracks me up that some of these people are actually going to have to attend decision like decision day because they're going to practically have restraining orders out on each other by that day. Mm-hmm. And I guess they're just going to finish out the season like they always do, you know, bringing them in, counseling them, having them do the decision day, even though walking in, some of them are going to be like, yeah, we haven't spoken in a month. <laughs> like, we're not staying married. Maybe they're going to film Zatch do? separately. At his home I, with his broken I eggs. So. I want to see some some like I want to see him ripped to shreds a little bit more, and I want to see a redemption of Mindy thriving. So I'd like I'd like some of that, but yeah, I mean I don't know how many more episodes we can get out of it because there's just nobody is is happy. Nobody is together anymore, really. I think. Um, yeah. Is there a reunion for this show? You know, in the past. I don't know that there's been a, there has been a reunion in the past, I believe, like a tell-all, almost like a 90-day tell-all, you know, reunion. I don't know, somebody out there who's watched many, many seasons of this, I've been in and out. What did they do recently? Do they have a reunion? Do they bring them back together? Can they, again, do they have restraining orders against one another? Because sometimes shit gets really bad. 
mm-hmm. at the end. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? I would love it. I would love a reunion where Zach's just kissing Mindy's feet after he's left into the real world and everyone's like, even his family, even his sister was like, what the fuck? She's obviously been authentic. What are you doing, you douche canoe? And Mindy walks in with her new hot man who has a way better job. Mm. And way better hair. I want to see all the pettiness on display. I'm here (laughs) for petty when it comes to Zach and Michael, and even Brandon and Taylor. Brandon, to me, is still the worst. I want to see them pay. And I just feel, you know, maybe this quarantine's making me a little bit more vindictive than usual. That's okay. I want to see it's suffering. making all of us a little bit vindictive. <laughs> I think that's all right. So bad. All right. Well, tell people where they can find you until next time. Okay, so my podcast is called Reality TV and Me. The Love is Blind podcast is just Love is Blind and Me. You can find everything on my website, kirstenmoore.com.au, um, and just select podcasts because I have music and my writing on there as well. Very easy to follow or follow me on Instagram at Reality TV and Me. Thank Yay. you so much. I hope you're okay. I hope you're all okay. Try to stay sane get a new hobby, learn a language, do anything to keep your brain ticking over, reach out to us on the socials. I'm always ready for a, a chat, <laughs> especially seriously. while in quarantine. So look, hit us up if you're bored, if you have some notes on the, the insanity that is that. Sh- we want to hear it. Yeah. And if you know him in real life and if you know there is a Mandy out there, we want to know Oof. that too, because I feel like your theory is spot on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Get you guys can find me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. Join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook page. You can catch me on the Jenny McCarthy Show, usually on Fridays on Series XM Stars Channel 109. And the Patreon links are below. Leaving a five-star rating and review for all the podcasts you're listening to throughout this time is a huge help to get the word out for everybody, not just us, but something I ask for and I do for others. And I just encourage us all to keep doing, um, because this content is just like kind of what's getting me through, not necessarily this content, Mm -hmm. my content, but podcast content, movies, all the arts, you know, they're kind of the arts and entertainment are basically saving our asses right now. So thank you to everyone who's creating and listening. There's my PSA. (laughs) I love it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, babe.